to the Pursuit of Truth podcast. My name is Will. I'm your host. Today's date is October 19th, 2021. This is going to be episode 106. It's going to be called The Clear Separation Between Us and Them. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you enjoy that first 45 seconds of uh, that audio there. It's from a kid that uh, did a song about the about wanting Dr. Fauci to give them the vaccines. And it's called the Fa- Dr. Fauci Give Us Vaccine Song. And uh, if you hated it, well, I just took 45 seconds of your life and made it absolutely miserable. Okay, so there we go. So I took about 45 seconds of your life and made it absolutely terrible. Well, besides that first 45 seconds, hope that you're all doing well. Hope that you're all challenging yourselves every day. Hope you're going to war with yourselves every day. Hope that you're trying to do something new every single day. So hope you're all doing well. You know... I actually started doing this, uh, actually started doing my podcast today at about 9 o'clock in the morning. It's about 11.48 now. It's about 12 to noon right now as I'm sitting here. So I'm in, I'm still here in the morning. And so I started doing this at 9 o'clock, like I said. And so I was doing it for a little while. Well, now I got up about, you know, I usually wake up about 7 o'clock, but I actually slept in a little bit. I woke up at 9.20, around 9.30. And so I started doing my podcast and everything. I'm, I'm still trying to get my website back up uh, and everything. So um, I've actually uh, reformed it and everything. It's per- so pretty much when it gets back up, it's just going to be a light version of it, L-I-T-E, like L-I-T-E, light. It's going to be a light version of the website for now that will just get you to the episodes or whoever clicks it. It will get them to the episodes. Uh, once again, I apologize for it being down. But it'll be a, it'll just be a light version of the website, and uh, it'll still get you there, so you can just listen to the episodes for now until I make all the uh, changes to it to make it uh, more, uh, to make it better. Okay, to make it look better. And I apologize if you hear anything in the background because um, there's some stuff getting done to the air conditioner in my house. So um, I apologize if you can hear any of that in the background. I also apologize if you can hear the dumb dog next door because that that dog all that dog does is bark all day and night. That dog barks like the birds. And actually, recently. Um, I actually had a, I have a pair of headphones. I usually sleep with headphones on every night because, you know, I listen to, like, hemi-sync and things at night uh, that I fall asleep to. And so uh, I had a pair of headphones, uh, and they're kind of I older now. I've had them for about five, six, um, probably almost seven years now. They're older now. They're starting to mess up and things like that. So I actually went and bought a new pair of headphones. They're actually a... Um, they're actually noise-canceling headphones. I, and I remember like 10 years ago, noise-canceling headphones would cost two, three, four, five hundred dollars Okay, like these Bose headphones and things like that. But no, I actually bought these headphones for off Amazon. The things are about 50 bucks. Um, I, I, I even got a you know two-year protection plan on them and everything like that. And they're noise-canceling. So um, they're noise-canceling headphones, and it's great to have technology like this. Okay. And also, um, like I said, I was doing this at 9 o'clock in the morning. 
And so things at uh, about 9:30. And so I had a, a uh, you know I get my haircut every two weeks on Tuesdays. And so I was going to get uh, I went to go get a haircut and uh, appointment was at 10:30. And I left my house about 10:15. So it takes about 10 minutes to get there. So you know I get there. And, you know, that, that's the thing about me. I am always on time for just about everything, okay? Yeah, some things I, I, I've i blown it before in the past with, with missing certain things. But when it comes to certain things, if I'm awake, I am going to be on time. I'm going to be on time every single time. That's the thing about me, like work, school, church, whatever it is. I'm going to be on time. And so I get there at about 1024, and my barber, it's not the first time this has happened. Uh, my barber, you know, um... I'm not going to go into detail, but pretty much I sat there until about 1120 waiting. Uh, and the thing is, I've, I've given this person, you know, I'm not going to say their name out of respect because I really, really like this person. I really, And that's one of the things I really, really like. Uh, if I really like somebody in terms of like their service they provide and if I like them as a person, I'm inclined to keep going back. But I'm at the point where I've pretty much had it because, you know, I waited there for about an hour. And this is not the first time I've had to wait for about an hour. So, you know, at, at one point, you know, I just kind of just done. And I and I could have I could have I could have been that's, a, that's another hour I could have spent doing this. Now it's almost noon and I have to go to work at I have to leave for work in about an hour and a half. And I could have been doing so many more things and things like that. And now I kind of have to rush it a little bit uh, because I could have been adding more audio and things like that. And that's the thing. You got to have respect for other people's schedule. Okay. So uh, lesson of the day, have respect for other people's schedule and everything will work okay. Uh, That said, I'm going to find somebody else. Anyways, now let's go ahead and get into our stuff here so once again i hope that you enjoyed the first 45 seconds uh maybe it maybe it made you miserable uh that, and that's okay uh, and just to, just to let you know i'm not gonna start having that as my uh starting i'm not gonna start that off with my intro every single day the intro will be back tomorrow but uh i i, I don't know I, I think i might just start ending with that song uh just about every other podcast episode or every episode i might start ending with that song just just to make you hate it okay just to make you hate it because i want you to hate it as much as i do and this young man that sings that song he can't be any older than me okay he's probably 19 or 20 i'm 25 the the, the young man can't be any older than me okay and so that just goes to show you the actual uh the indoctrination that they've put into the young people because we know from teddy roosevelt and woodrow wilson that they use the schools to indoctrinate the youth so that they grow into uh, citizens that conform to the molds of society that they um, paint. The, the, uh, and the molds of society are really degenerate. And uh, the, the stuff that they teach is really deleterious to uh, the well-being of our country. And it, and it goes to show that there is a really a separation between us and them, what they believe and what we know to be true. Okay, And it's actually, they know this, they know what we, they know, what we know is true and they know what's true as well it's just that they tried to go directly against that okay but the thing is that these things will not go unpunished and the things that they tried to hide this stuff but the people can now see who the true enemy is i'm gonna tell you about some stories today and people are protest in california in in california there's actually been a big protest of uh, teachers and students walking out, they're not going to school. The parents are angry. They're out there protesting. This—that's—that's that's the thing. This is what we've been waiting for, okay? And it has to go on. We have to go, let it go a little bit farther, a little bit farther. I don't know how long we're going to allow this to play out, but we have to let it play out a little bit longer. 
Okay, because the people can see who the true enemy is. The enemy just completed a transfer of uh, wealth to the 1%. That's pretty much what the COVID pandemic was for. So you destroy all the small businesses, and then people go to the big ones like Target, Walmart, Amazon. That's where people are going in places like that so you close down the hair salons and there's all the mom and pop businesses even though mama i think i think the small businesses are about uh 98 of the country is like ran on small businesses and you notice that amazon is actually not affected by the supply chain issues and why is that okay the head of the federal reserve has caught excuse me the head of the federal reserve has just been caught dumping his stock right before the stock market came down and the things that you have to ask yourself how did he know well we knew that he knew, and we know how he knows because the pandemic is all planned. They plan this, okay? So there's panic everywhere, okay? The enemy is, the, the deep state players, the enemy, they're jumping ship now, and some of them are taking the easy way out now, while some are just retiring because they don't want to be held liable for this stuff. That's, that's They don't want to be held liable. They don't want to be the ones brought to justice, okay? Now, the evidence is going to come out, and it's going to come out fast and hard, okay? We're going to hit him hard. Now, Chuck Grassley, from Iowa, Senator from Iowa, uh, another weak Republican, mind you, he put out a tweet letting everyone know that it's time to harvest, okay? Now, the enemy knows what's coming. They know we know the truth. They know the truth, but the masses generally don't, okay? Of the patriots that love this country, of if you take 100% of the patriots, how many people know the stuff that we know? I would say about 15 to 20%, okay? So 80% of the, 80% of the patriots who love this country don't really know what we know. Okay, and that's why we have to share this stuff. So, uh, you know, share the podcast and things like that on Spotify, Apple, and things like that. I'm going to get my website up soon. Um, just give me some time because I'm having a little bit of trouble with the domain and things like that. I have to make, a, make some phone calls. And so, once this evidence is produced and the crimes are exposed, the enemy is going to cease to exist. Okay, and I want you to buckle up because this stuff is going to get rough here. Okay, so when we look at the economy... Amazon is hiring 150,000 seasonal workers to meet a surge in holiday web sales. They announced that on Monday to uh, fulfill seasonal jobs across fulfillment centers nationwide. And it comes, the news comes as the company previously announced the plans to hire 40,000 new corporate and tech jobs and 125,000 full and part-time fulfillment and transportation jobs. And you notice that like, a lot of these people will be people that don't work for certain companies anymore because they got uh, fired for the vaccine mandate. And things like that. And I haven't heard about Amazon making a vaccine mandate. And I don't think they will because you know that Amazon's the Jeff Bezos, those people are part of the enemy, the deep state players. And so, of course, they would force these people and the regular people like you and me, they would force us out of our small business jobs to make us go work for Amazon. Okay, because if you notice in the book Fahrenheit 459, most people either don't work or they work for big corporations, okay? And it's 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 so that they can centralize power and they can control Amazon. Amazon's part of the enemy. They can control Amazon so they want more people working for Amazon so that Amazon can then make rules and then people will have to follow those rules, okay? And so all the new employees will receive an average starting pay of around $18 per hour. And they will receive sign-on bonuses of up to three thousand and an additional three dollars per hour, depending on the shifts. And that's crazy how you, allow, how you have a lot of people who just are not working right now. Okay, that's the thing. You have some people who are my age. I'm 25. I apologize if you can hear that in the background. I apologize. Um, but you have some people who are my age, 25, or maybe even a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger, right? And they're out of work right now. They're not working because they quit their jobs because they were getting stimulus checks and things like that. So say you say you have a 22 year old uh, person, right, and they quit their job. Right. And then I don't know what two years went by. So they're 20, they're 24 now, almost 25. And so they're about my age 
and they haven't worked since they were working at McDonald's. Okay, the thing is that, folks, when you do that, you don't just go from working at McDonald's to working a tech job sitting at a desk all day or working in a lab. You don't do that. You, you have to go... You, you, you have to, this, this this goes in steps. You have to go in steps. So now you took two years off of the workforce. Now two, you're two years older and you're two years removed from actually working. And you don't want to do what you did when you were 24. I mean, when you were 22. Because I'm 25 now. When I was 22, I was I was doing landscaping. Okay, when I was 22, I was doing that. I don't want to do that now. I'm 25. And so you have to pick back up where you left off. And so... I would have to, as a 25-year-old, I would have to pick back up and go back to landscaping again. I wouldn't want to do that. That's why I kept working through this the entire time. I was never going to uh, give that up and uh, not 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 have a job. I've had a job ever since I was 20. And so, now, moving on. Actually, that story about Amazon comes from ZeroHedge.com. Now, moving on from the Gateway Pundit. They're showing, they're showing us a supply chain shock. It's like, okay, so they're having... Uh, reports that show shortages in parts and labor that cripples car repairs and it's the worst they say it's the worst since world war ii now saying the three billion dollar auto parts and repair industry is facing widespread operational challenges from spikes in the price of steel and other materials to workforce shortages and like everything else delays getting goods unloaded at seaports in the united states and that comes from Paul McCarthy, who is the CEO, uh, excuse me, the chief executive of the Automotive Aftermarket Suppliers Association. All right, so now we're seeing from Disclose.tv, they put this out on Telegram. They're saying for the first time, this, the source, their source is the Federal Reserve here, saying for the first time ever, the super rich 1% in the United States has a larger share of the wealth than the entire middle class, according to Federal Reserve data. Now, the number is that the super rich has 27% of the wealth, and the middle class altogether has 26.6% of the wealth. All right, so let's talk about the Federal Reserve again. You know, I rant and rave against the Federal Reserve all day and night. And so, seeing from the thegatewaypundit.com that during seven years under the Obama administration, the Federal Reserve kept the interest rates at zero. But as soon as uh, President Trump was elected, the Federal Reserve started a program of regular rate increases every couple of months. Now, these increases actually slowed the economy and prevented the United States from paying back that debt that could have easily been paid off with the lower tax rates. Excuse me, lower interest rates, not tax rates, excuse me, interest rates. Now, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell, who Trump actually did put into power, Trump did appoint him, Powell knew that, uh, Powell knew what he was doing, and he, he did all he could to uh, in- increase those uh, interest rates um, to make Trump look bad. And then in October of 2020, he sold between $1 and $5 million of his personal assets uh, before the economy uh, did a uh, before the economy tanked okay and so for context this sale that he did it occurred right before the dow jones industrial average suffered a significant drop in points you know i've said it before and i'll say it again that when it comes to appointing people neither trump or obama really did a great job there's nobody that i can look at in the trump or obama administration that i look at and i'm just absolutely thrilled about i can't think of anybody off the top of the head i can think of some bad ones you know jeff sessions eric holder by barack obama jeff sessions by donald trump you know just people like that mad dog mattis you know by donald trump you know just people like that you know 
Obama tried to nominate Merrick Garland. Uh, and you see what Merrick Garland's doing now in the Justice Department, how he's targeting parents who are protesting against critical race theory because his son-in-law makes the uh, educational content of the critical race theory and sends it out to schools. So you can see some of the stuff that's going on here. And, uh, yeah, so that's why I think Trump or Obama didn't do a very good job of appointing people at all. But then again, who could who could really do a good job of appointing people when you have so many corrupt individuals just uh, all over the place? All right, and so let's move on. Okay, so, you know, Bitcoin is going to go to the moon and to the sun and then to Alpha Centauri and, to, and then to the high heavens. Okay, we know Bitcoin is going to go just – Bitcoin is going to be ridiculous soon. And so as I am – recording this i saw i looked at bitcoin i saw it was about oh it was about sixty-two thousand. remember a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago it was 48 it went from like 48 to sixty thousand. okay that's about 14 uh fourteen thousand dollar uh increase okay so it takes sixty-two thousand federal reserve notes to purchase one bitcoin shows you the drop the decline in our uh in our currency so quickly okay fourteen thousand dollars United States dollar has gone down $14,000 in relation to Bitcoin, okay? And so you, we know that the enemy is going to rail against Bitcoin like they've been doing before. You know, China, the Federal Reserve, the IMF, you know, politicians like Elizabeth Warren and people like Klaus Schwab and people like that from the World Economic Forum. And then now we have the New York uh, Attorney General uh, shutting down two crypto plat, uh, platforms. Okay, this comes from the insiderpaper.com. And so the Attorney General of New York has shut down two cryptocurrency platforms and ordered three others to provide information about their activities and products immediately. So there's a press release, pre, excuse me, a press release. And it says today's announcement follows previous warnings to virtual crypt, uh, virtual currency platforms that unlawful activity will not be tolerated in New York. New York AG Letitia James today announced new efforts she's taking to protect New York investors. Okay, she claims she's trying to protect New York investors. That's just uh, paternalism there. Don't believe them. And the trading markets, she's trying to protect uh, New York investors and the trading markets more generally from exploitation by high-risk virtual currency schemes. Well, I would counter that by saying uh, if you invest in anything like the stock market or cryptocurrency, ladies and gentlemen, you should have been reading that anyway. That is your own risk. Okay, and you have to agree to things. There's a contract you have to sign and agree to things and check boxes that you that say you agree to the terms of service. So whatever happens, that is on you. Okay, and so virtual or cryptocurrency lending platforms are essentially interest-bearing accounts that offer investors a rate of return on virtual currencies that are deposited with them. In New York, these lending platforms must register with the Office of the Attorney General, the OAG, if they are operating within the state or offering their products to New Yorkers. Today, Attorney General James uh, directed two of these lending platforms to immediately, re, uh, excuse me, immediately cease their unregistered and unlawful activities in New York, and directed three other platforms to immediately provide information about their activities and products. So we have New York railing against the cryptocurrency and then we have states like texas propping it up okay yeah you have the attorney general greg abbott of texas propping up cryptocurrency and you have the attorney general of new york uh, letitia james denigrating cryptocurrency and the things that so you're seeing you're seeing it now what are you seeing well you're seeing that the coast of the united states the coast the west east and west coast are gonna fall apart in the south 
I don't want to. I don't want to quote, but the South will rise again. The South will rise again. Is this what they meant when they say the South will rise? Will rise again? I don't know. This might have been what they what they meant because somebody predicted about a decade ago. I don't know who. I don't know the gentleman's name, but he said about he said about a decade ago that the East and West Coast in the United States will collapse, and then the South will be. Uh, a lot of companies will start moving to the South, and we've seen that. Put people like Tesla and things like that. And uh, I think uh, Uber and Lyft were like threatening to leave California too, um, after California tried to force uh, force away the contractor status. And with contractor status, you can work when you want, how you want, where you want. Um, and then California was trying to take that away to um, to to force Uber and Lyft to give their contractors health care and make them employees instead. That's just a, a, a bridging freedom right there. It's a bridge. It's an abridgment of uh, freedom. People should have the the freedom to work how they want, when they want, where they want. Okay, especially if they're contracted. Okay, because when you sign an employee contract, you agree to work certain hours and for certain pay and things like that. But uh, yeah, we're seeing New York um, rail against it. And I think that you're going to see more states like states like New Jersey, Minnesota, um, Cal- even maybe even California too. I think you'll probably see California do it. So just don't be surprised if you see California do uh, stuff like that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, as I as I as I have been here speaking on this podcast at uh, twelve sixteen uh, Pacific time, uh, Bitcoin went up about a thousand dollars. Is that now at sixty three thousand six hundred seventy two dollars? So it has uh, gone up, and it's just uh, not 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 long at all. Now I am on Reddit. There is a Reddit user by the name of uh, Hospitaliter. And he says on the sub the Bitcoin subreddit on uh, Reddit, he says, I still hold Bitcoin from buying at $400. And I just bought a significant amount at 63000 and have bought everywhere in between. It's going up forever. If you're interested in Bitcoin, don't be scared because that's basically, it's basically at an all-time high. I've bought the all-time high many times and every single time it's paid off. Stay out of what he calls crap coins. They're worthless. I don't know what crap coins really are. Uh, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, bye, bye, bye. Don't sell it. Because Kramer on CNBC is regretting selling all his Bitcoin. Okay, and he's supposed to be an economic specialist. Now, there is a company called MicroStrategy. And the CEO of MicroStrategy advises Nigeria and Zimbabwe to adopt the Bitcoin standard, saying that Bitcoin is the kingmaker. And ladies and gentlemen, have you also noticed that Bitcoin has gone up since the United States uh, raised the debt limit? Isn't isn't that there's no such thing as coincidences, right? So they've raised the debt they've raised the debt limit. They can print more money, so our money will be worth even less. And so Bitcoin has gone up even more. So when you throw your money into that Bitcoin, uh, it's going to go up and up and up. In the past week, I made about four hundred dollars on the Bitcoin. I keep throwing money in. I'm not selling. It's going to go. Uh, to the moon and to the stars. So, uh, cheers, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that you've been buying your your cryptocurrency, your gold, and your silver. Um, if you have, congratulations. If you haven't, you need to get on board. All right. So, on Twitter, we're seeing uh, the New York Stock Exchange on Twitter. They're saying that the NYSE welcomes ProShares ETF in celebration of the first U.S. Bitcoin linked ETF called Dollar Sign BITO. So, if you look on the stock exchange, BITO opened. Uh, I think it was six, about six, seven hours ago. It opened, right? And so we're seeing from Bitcoin Magazine on Twitter, they're all saying breaking BITO, 
or I'll call it Bido, is now officially the biggest ETF launch of 2021. So if you want to get into it in the stock exchange, ladies and gentlemen, B-I-T-O, type that in on your uh, Ameritrade or things like that, your, your, your Charles Schwab, whatever you're investing in, you go ahead and do that, okay? All right, so there's a place called Bitcoin Beach in Brazil. It's called Bitcoin Beach Brazil. And there are people at these restaurants coming here. And this is day two of it, uh, of, of a lady uh, visiting it. And she's showing that people are coming to this restaurant locals in Brazil and using Bitcoin to pay for everything. And they're using something called the Paxful Lightning Wallet, P-A-X-F-U-L, Lightning Wallet. That is the uh, medium that they're using to exchange the cryptocurrency, uh, the Bitcoin uh, in this case, in order to pay for their lunch and things like that. And so there's a uh, article on uh, on Reddit. I got it comes from coinnounce.com, like announced, but coinnounce.com. U.S. Department, uh, excuse me, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen saying that cryptocurrencies could undermine sanctions. She says, uh, and the person says, I guess Yellen is inexplicably talking about bitcoin here the obvious awakening is the accolade for bitcoin and the best promotion it could ever receive now there's a company called plan b it's not 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 the plan b you're thinking about but plan b lays out bitcoin's path they speculate that bitcoin will go from 60k in fall of 2021 to about one to five million in 2025 this is two minute clip if you want to look at it it's called podclips.com if you want to take a look at that and once again i apologize for the sounds in the background if you can hear them CNBC's Tim Draper thinks that at the end of 2022 or the beginning of 2023, that Bitcoin will go to 250,000. That would be incredible. And the thing is that Bitcoin is so ubiquitous. It can go worldwide, global. You can take it anywhere and your currency will be good anywhere. No more conversions that, you know, no more central bank conversion and things like that. Everyone will be with with Bitcoin. People are on an equal playing field here, okay? Somebody who makes $10 an hour or $15 an hour, you can just throw hmm, $10 here, $50 here this week, $50 next week, and all of a sudden you let it grow, and cryptocurrency will go up and up and up and up. So this is an equal playing field. We all get to start from ground zero. We all get to start from zero and build up. This is not rigged against us like the central bank system is, where the central bank controls our currency And they will manipulate the interest rates to make our taxes go up and down and things like that. And the government will be able to look at your finances and take from you. This is not that. They can't control it. That's why they don't like that. Because take a look. If you live in India, Philippines, or Indonesia, and you hold one single Bitcoin of 63,000 Federal Reserve notes, if you hold one single Bitcoin in those countries, you are immediately in the top 1% richest people in that entire country incredible take somebody who is very poor in one of those countries and they were investing since 2012 or something like that and every single week they're putting a little bit of money in that's nine years ago their money would they would be very rich right now they would be very rich right now there are there are crypto millionaires here in the united states as well and all around the globe there's a website called InBitcoinWeTrust.com. They say money is a good servant only if you are the true master. Buy Bitcoin to take the power over your life. It is a major paradigm shift. Okay. Now, CBO.gov, which is the Congressional Budget Office, they say Congressional Budget Office expects $1.2 trillion deficit per year for the coming decade. It's going to be a lot of money printing and increased demand for inflation hedges. And guess what goes up when our money, our fiat currency goes down? 
cryptocurrency, baby. That's what happens. Because like I said before, is it a coincidence that since we raised the debt ceiling, that cryptocurrency Bitcoin has gone up, gone up to 63,000? Is it a coincidence? Coincidence? I think not. So Bitcoin is becoming this global. It's going to be. It, it is going to become this global payment system gold silver cryptocurrency and things like that i and i do believe that you'll be able to um switch your money out between gold silver and uh, cryptocurrency and other precious metals and things like that because you can't convert your cryptocurrency like your bitcoin into like things like litecoin and ethereum you can't use that and i think that you'll be able to, to convert it between gold and uh, cryptocurrency as well but the thing is that look at china china has pretty much denigrated it china's banned it okay what's going to happen when the entire world is using bitcoin and china bandit is only wants to use the electronic yuan what's gonna happen that is gonna be collapse what's gonna happen if new york bans cryptocurrency collapse if you ban bitcoin it's gonna be collapse okay you're gonna suffer because that's what people are gonna start using in the future notice how i was talking about cryptocurrency and things like that in february and march and april and all of a sudden you, in the summer you start to see bitcoin atms huh isn't that isn't that isn't that weird now a person on reddit i can't pronounce her name they posted in the bitcoin subreddit they said china's handling of bitcoin could easily be the biggest geopolitical blunder of this decade with lasting impacts well into the future they say this isn't even the first time China has fumbled around with its currency. They were a huge player in the silver market from the 15th to 19th centuries. Then, as the world was moving to the gold standard, they insisted on a silver standard, obviously losing on this strategy. And you notice, China was absolutely poor. Before World War II, and during World War II, China was absolutely poor. And what, and what did Japan do to China? Read about the rape of Nanking. If you don't know about the rape of Nanking when Japan invaded China, read about what China, what Japan did to China, okay? That's what happened. And look, China's doing it again. Those who do not know the history are doomed to repeat it. They are going to they're going to they're going to collapse again. Okay? Because if you look at it, what are they doing? The the electronic, the Chinese yuan, but everybody else is doing what? Bitcoin. And then guess what? The United States is trying to, and the, the Federal Reserve, the central bank is trying to create the central bank digital currency. And what's going to happen to the system when they do that? And everyone's using cryptocurrency instead of the central bank digital currency. Collapse on the part of the central bank. This is how we defeat the central bank. We use our currency. We say, forget you and the currency that you control. We're going to use our currency. And guess what? When nobody uses their currency, they will be broke. They'll be broke. Okay, and they will collapse. Last post I'm going to read on, on Reddit before I move on to something else. Okay, uh, a person says, uh, a person by the name of Financial Cable on the subreddit, on the Bitcoin subreddit, he says, 99.9% .9 of people that ever bought Bitcoin and didn't sell it are in profit right now. Congratulations to everyone. It's true for me. It's true for me. I'm in profit right now. And then if you, honestly, if you bought Bitcoin and didn't sell, you are you are in profit. You are in profit because it went up. You're in profit right now. I'm up about five, six hundred bucks. You're, you're in profit right now. That's just that's just that's just the fact of the matter. All right, I could talk about cryptocurrency all day, but I think I said enough. So let's go ahead and move on. So you you, you know how to, you know how we're going to destroy the fund. You know how we're going to destroy the central bank. Andrew Jackson would be proud of us. Now, moving on. So 
Colin Powell, now Colin Powell has passed away, they say, due to COVID complications. Now, Colin Powell had two vaccines and things like that. And I'm going to read you uh, a post that he uh, that was on his Facebook page after he passed away. Now, so Colin Powell's Facebook page announcement sums up everything that's wrong with the political ruling class today. This comes from thegatewaypundit.com. So former Secretary of State and General Colin Powell died at the age of 84 from compilation, complications, not compilations, complications of the COVID uh, virus. Now, Powell was fully vaccinated, like I said. His death announcement on Facebook sums up everything we need to know. Now, despite being vaccinated, Powell succumbed to the virus, but this does not stop the elites from pushing their dangerous experimental vaccines on the American public. Even the notice posted on Powell's Facebook page promotes the oversold injects. Now, here is what was put on COVID uh, on uh, General Colin Powell's Facebook Facebook page. I quote. And this comes from his account. It says, I quote, General Colin L. Powell, former U.S. Secretary of State and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, has passed away this morning due to complications from COVID-19. He was fully vaccinated. We want to thank the medical staff at Walter Reed National Medical Center for their caring treatment. We have lost a remarkable and loving husband, father, grandfather, and great American. Love the Powell family, unquote. There it is. And then, of course, Facebook had to edit the post. They put their little uh, uh, their little edit down there that says, visit the COVID-19 Information Center for vaccine resources. Get vaccine info. Of course, of course they had to edit it because uh, Facebook and Twitter, they're editors. They're publishers, okay? They're not free platforms. They're, pu- they're publishers. And so there it is, folks. There, There is a proof right there. He was fully vaccinated, and he still died of COVID. So how are you still catching COVID and you're fully vaccinated? Well, we know why, because vaccines, these COVID vaccines don't work. Vaccines do work. But these COVID vaccines do not. All right, let's move on to something. Okay, so I, I will expl- I'll tell you about this, and I will explain because I, I literally just read it, and I, I will I've heard the phrase, but I will explain it to you when I will explain it to you in a second. Just give me a second. Okay, so there, there's a phrase called "Let's go, Brandon," and it's being banned by the Canadian government, and federal employees can now be fired for saying the anti-Biden phrase called "Let's go, Brandon." I will explain this to you. I will explain this to you. Okay, so so. The Let's Go Brandon, the popular anti-Biden meme that took a jab at the fake news media, has been banned by the Canadian government. So the Canadian agency uh, Shared Services issued a stern warning to federal employees that referencing the phrase could lead to instant termination without recourse or labor union participation. They actually sent a letter. It's actually ridiculous. Okay, so I'll explain this to you. Okay, so the whole thing... Okay, so here's the backstory of the Let's Go Brandon thing. Okay, so the whole thing started... Uh, a, a, a little while ago at the Talladega Super Speedway. So, Brandon Brown had just won a NASCAR race, and sportscaster Kelly Stavass at one point commented during an interview with Brandon Brown uh, afterward on how the crowd seemed to be chanting for Brandon, saying, Let's go, Brandon. Unfortunately, that's not actually what they were chanting. It's not even close. The crowd had was very clearly addressing President Biden, not Brandon, only with an F bomb in front of his name. They're saying FJB, FJB, like F Joe Biden, F Joe Biden, right? And Kelly Stavass, who was interviewing Brandon Brown, said that the crowd was saying, let's go, Brandon. But the crowd was actually saying FJB, FJB, right? And so this became this became viral. Okay, because she blatantly lied right there, right there. Okay, and they were saying FJB, FJB, yeah, FJB at the NASCAR race. And then Kelly Stavass goes, oh, Brandon, they're saying, let's go, Brandon. 
And this shows how fake the news media is, okay? It's, it's pretty embarrassing, uh, to be honest. So if you want to uh, see that video, um, you can't type in the Let's Go Brandon because YouTube has done their algorithm on it. But if you want to see the, the, uh, the, the actual video, it's called NASCAR Reporter Needs a Hearing Test. Type that in on YouTube and you'll be able to see it. No, but the thing is that I'm actually going to go ahead and play the audio for you. Oh my God, it's just such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd, Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, That's you right. told me you were going to kind of hang back those first two stages and just watch and learn. What did you learn that helped you there in those closing laps? Oh, my God. It was uh, learning how each line didn't uh, stay to one. It Everything shifted top to bottom so much that it was kind of like, okay, let's just stay patient where we're at and hope for the best. And Now, ladies and gentlemen, few things are as funny as that. that I, I could not believe that. And the thing is that she, she's in the middle of talking. You hear her saying, you hear the crowd chanting, and the crowd goes, FJ, F Joe Biden. And she goes, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> it's just, that's comical. Truly, truly comical stuff. Golden moment in history and society. Be love it. Okay, love it. All right, that's not the end of the FJB. Uh, so Virginia Tech is actually restricting what they call selfish, inappropriate, and embarrassing student behavior. At football games, after the F.J. Biden, uh, F. Joe Biden uh, chants uh, break out across the country. <laughs> so actually, at one of their games, it was actually um, at one of their big games, Virginia Tech, uh, people were, were, were chanting F. Joe Biden, okay? All right, so moving on, we know about the Steele dossier, the stuff that was used to gather the false dirt on President Trump. And so there are searchable copies of the Steele dossier being removed, and the, the timing is far too too uh, coincidental. You know, it's like, why are they removing it now? Okay, so something's happening in the larger background of the Chris Steele story and the Steele dossier that he assembled. So he's coming out of it. Chris Steele has come out of his hole. He gives an interview to ABC and George Stephanopoulos about the fabricated information inside the dossier. There is an ABC exclusive documentary reporting being released today on Hulu, and suddenly someone or some group. Services in the background with a goal to remove the dossier from all internet public upload systems. Now, um, this there's actually one on Scribd.com. S-C-R-I-B-D. I actually really like Scribd because uh, they give you transcripts of a lot of the stuff that's uh, come out. So if you can, I would print up a copy and uh, or even copy and paste it somewhere and then you'll be good. All right, so now they've removed Thomas Jefferson, okay? They they don't care. Okay, so symbolize, okay, they say it symbolizes the disgusting and racist basis on which America was founded, unquote. So Thomas Jefferson's statue will likely be removed from New York, New York's City Hall. Uh, it's actually disgusting on their part. Uh, Thomas Jefferson uh, it's one of the greatest presidents we've ever had. You think about his constitutional restraint, where he um, he, he interpreted the, the Constitution as saying, well, the Constitution, Jefferson would say, the Constitution doesn't say that I can do this, so I will not do it. You had other presidents that say, the Constitution doesn't say I cannot do this, so I will do this. But I like Je Jefferson's uh, constitutional restraint, his Jeffersonian, his Jeffersonian democracy, his Louisiana Purchase, and things like that. His letter to the church where he actually took, he actually would ask the church for direction on the things that he should do. And the church would respond to him uh, with things that, you know, that with God's direction and Jefferson would take action in that way. So uh, a big respect to Thomas Jefferson there. It's just too bad that these people don't know history and they are going to remove his uh, statue, the statue of the, the uh, third president of the United States.
All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on. So we the media puts on Telegram. They say, Reconcile, Space Force, new generation of weaponry. Why would POTUS create a new branch while he's in office that is capable of data tracing, space defense, data storage, weapon systems, and satellites? Relate, uh, relatable to yesterday, re China. Who could protect the country from such an attack? Who saved the country from creating this? Excuse me. Who saved the country by creating this sixth branch? We haven't seen the Space Force in action yet. And then they have the uh, mission of the Space Force here. It goes, quote, the mission. End quote. In the U.S. Space Force, we are challenged every day to find new heights. Working within the space domain, our people launch rockets, keep satellites safe and operational, and develop technology to defend our way of life on Earth through our interest in space. We protect the hopes and dreams of America and exploration while preparing for the 22nd century. When humankind asks, what if the mission of the Space Force is to be the answer? Unquote. All right, so we're blindsided. Unexpectedly, the Arkansas governor backs employer vaccine mandates. So the Arkansas governor, Asa Hutchinson, defended employers mandating that employees get a COVID-19 vaccine while saying he opposed such mandates by the federal and state governments. Okay, so I can kind of see that because private businesses have the right to do that. And um, Things that like things like the Constitution and freedom of speech that applies to the government. So it says the government can't infringe on that stuff, but your your private employer can. They can tell you you can't say certain things. Okay, that, that that's that's just true. Okay, and it's just unfortunate. Um, but honestly, there's honestly nothing you can do about that. Uh, I would just say if you work for a private company, I submit a religious exemption. Um, and if not, if you can't get that through, if they don't allow that, uh, just go ahead and I would just leave the country and try to find a job. Uh, elsewhere especially if you live in arkansas maybe try to work for the public sector in arkansas because the governor won't uh, do a federal and state uh, excuse me a state mandate the things that you have to fight back okay if you if if, if the private employees if employees of the private company all get out there and protest and they don't uh, they boycott and they don't work the company's gonna lose money if you look at the illinois governor uh pritzker his name is pritzker and uh jb pritzker defers uh the covid vaccine mandate until the end of september after the unions actually uh revolt so he uh was pretty much for it um there were because there's a, a mandate for employees of veterans homes prisons and other congregate fa congregate facilities until the end of november the union members now have another seven weeks to get vaccinated with the experimental the covid 19 vaccine and union members uh fought the mandates and thousands would have to would have been let go this week if the mandate had, was not extended so they actually extended that because they know these uh these uh companies or these uh agencies are going to be uh underwater if these people quit or are fired if you look at Chicago, the uh, Mary, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, Beetlejuice herself, she looks like Beetlejuice. She says the police union's leadership's opposition to her vaccine mandate is an attempt to, quote, induce an insurrection, unquote. Induce is not the word I would have used there, but hey. Now, the military members from all five branches file a class action lawsuit against the Pentagon for vaccine mandate. So we know... That uh, these vaccines, they're trying to give them to, uh, they, they, these vaccines have killed people. And they're trying to give to our military to weaken our military because they want China to take over. I talked about how Obama sold the secrets of uh, high-level personnel to China so that China could blackmail these folks. And that's why these folks are giving the uh, vaccine mandates out to soldiers and things like that. And so... The military members have responded to this with a class action lawsuit. And that's the thing. My, my question here is that will we see civilian, the civilian system, 
or will we see the military system? I don't know. That's that's uh, pretty interesting there. Because we know that the military has courts as well. You know, the military has there's military justice and there's civil justice and things like that. So if if I if you committed a crime against me, we would go to court. Okay, we just go to court here at the district of such and such or the the circuit court or something like that. But in the military, when something happens over there, they have the the, the tribunal and things like that. So so this class action lawsuit was filed by Liberty Council in the U.S. District Court for the Middle District of Florida. Okay, actually, sorry, I have an answer. Okay, it's going to be for it's going to be civil. It's going to be like one of our courts that we go to. It actually lists President Joe Biden, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, and Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas as defendants. Now the plaintiffs are the U- the United States Armed Forces service members, federal employees, and federal civilian contractors who face a deadline under the federal COVID nineteen vaccine mandate to receive a COVID nineteen vaccine that viol- that violates their sincerely held religious beliefs and have been refused any religious exemption or accommodation the lawsuit states u.s navy and u.s marine corps service members have until november 28th to become fully vaccinated u.s army and u.s air force service members have until december 15th u.s coast guard service members have until november 22nd and all c- civilian federal employees and contractors have until november 22nd as well all right, not much longer now. So Biden actually, it comes from BeckerNews.com, Biden actually quietly slipped a secret clause into vaccine mandates that allow damages for serious side effects. So the Biden administration has quietly authorized damages to be settled with coerced vaccine takers if they suffer serious side effects under the still unissued Federal Reserve, excuse me, Federal Vaccine Mandate. The clause was buried deep in documents in a division of the Federal Employees Compensation Bulletin issued early in October. Now, Thomas Massey, <clears throat> Representative Thomas Massey on Twitter, he put out, he said, if the vaccine is completely safe, why is Biden planning to compensate government workers who are injured as a result of his vaccine mandate? Who will compensate, who will compensate those who don't work for the government but are injured as a result of his vaccine mandate? Unquote. Because we know Moderna and Pfizer and J&J, they cannot be held liable for uh, your vaccine side effects. So I wonder who's going to compensate these people. Okay? I wonder. Now, uh, Cameron Kinsey on Twitter, she put out, she says 500 plus pilots and flight attendants are mobilizing to take legal action against Allegiant Airlines before the vaccine mandate takes effect on December 8th per Allegiant flight attendant. Beautiful stuff. Pushing back. On Twitter, Election Wizard puts out on Twitter, Election Wiz, they say, watch, many Southwest Airlines employees gather in front of the company's headquarters in Dallas to protest the company's vaccine mandate. So, you know... I was talking to people weeks ago, months ago, days ago. I was talking to them. They they were they're asking me, how are we gonna fix this? How are we gonna come back for this? I told them, I told them, people are gonna have to stand up. The people are gonna stand up. You have to believe in the people. And he was saying, No, no, the people are too brainwashed. Well, look at this. Look at this. People are standing up. This is what we needed. Okay? This is the plan. This is the plan right here. This is the contingency plan. We say the storm, the storm is you, the storm is the people. Okay, the plan is you. The plan is the people. The plan is to allow the people to see these things, allow some of these people to have who they wanted in office, allow the people have to have the enemy in office so that the people can see how good they really had it, so that the people can see how evil these people really are. And then the people will push back because they don't want this to happen. You have to ask yourself, why is this all happening now? Why is this all happening now? People, even people who voted for Joe Biden and hated Trump so much, they're against these vaccine mandates and things like that. They don't want to have to take this stuff. But all of a sudden, you know, gas prices, meat, poultry, everything is going up. Okay? People are getting fired from their jobs. Supply chains are backing up. There's war going on. 
ladies and gentlemen, here we are. I told you when 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 John Durham started issuing those indictments, like Mike, Michael Sussman, I told you, welcome to the storm. Here we are. The people are fighting back. This is what has to happen. The people had to push back. So thank you so much for listening. I love you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thinking that God sent his wonderful son. Thank you so much. Push back. Don't let him do it to you. I love you. And I'll see you tomorrow on Wednesday.